Yeah. Yeah. We're on like an 80s theme today, which I like. I like it. I'm bouncing. And straight to rock around to rock around. Right now, don't get tricky. Run DMC, I'm not going to do it because I'm going to sound really dumb. I'm bouncing, though. I'm in my, I'm in my room. I got the curtains drawn, the, but the lights are on, and I'm bouncing up and down because it's booty day. I, I, re- <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching MTV as a kid. You know, I, I was – I am old enough um, – to not like I, I, I don't think I remember life before MTV because I was only like five or six when it came out. Um, but I remember watching MTV when they actually had videos when they weren't just mm. doing reality TV yeah. shows all yeah, day. Yeah, totally. Um, and yeah, the, I used to love when Run DMC videos used to come on. It was just fantastic to watch. It was just so different than everything else, obviously, because it was very po- very poppy uh, at that point. Like it was mm-hmm. like. You know, Madonna and like Cindy Lauper and like, you know, whatever. All the pop songs were on. Michael Jackson eventually. Uh, yeah. Even though originally Michael Jackson was not on MTV. I remember that was like a big deal too. Um, and then when Thriller came out, that's when oh. they put him on uh, MTV. Yeah, yeah, that was a big one. Yeah, that was like a big deal. Well, the first original Thriller video is like, it's like super long. <laughs> yeah. Crazy long. So um, I used to watch MTV like every every day when I came home from school. Like this yeah. was like well TRL right Carson. Yeah, Bailey. yeah. We would watch that and we watch all the. We would like literally just sit there and watch the videos. And yeah. I mean, I'm just like you've seen that video twenty times before, but you still watch it. And then now you got to go to YouTube to watch the videos. Yeah. So I yeah. kind of understand what kids do now because like when I was I, I always remember this. It was second grade and. I, I don't think I knew how to dance, but it was like the say, it was like the first era where you were starting to go to like parties at somebody's house. Yeah. And they were like maybe gonna have a DJ and I was like, yeah. Ooh, I gotta practice. I don't know how to dance. So right. then I would just watch Club MTV and I would, <laughs> I would watch it and I was like, Okay, I can do the running. Man. Downtown Julie dance. Brown. Yeah, downtown <laughs> Julie Brown. And I would just sit there and watch it. And I would imitate everybody doing their dances. Uh, Laura and Greg, do you have any idea of any of the people we just named downtown Julie Brown? Carson <laughs> Daly, you have to know who that yeah, is. Yeah, no Carson who Daly. Who was the yeah. British no. guy? Who was that British I, guy? There was a British guy? Yeah, I think then he was with uh, like Colin or something. Uh, well, Chris Connolly, was he, on, was he on MTV there? Chris Connolly was on MTV yeah. for a long time, yeah. And uh, Kurt Loder. Uh, Kurt Loder, maybe Tabitha Sorin. I remember Tabitha yeah. Sorin used to get all the Tupac interviews. Was it Matt yeah. Pinter or Matthew Pinto or who I don't was know. it? He was a bald guy, bigger guy, bald. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Think so. I, I just remember. Know. I just remember that was like we I, like. I don't even know why that would be something I would want to watch now. Like now you want to watch like sitcoms or dramas or right. streaming shows or whatever. Yeah. And it's like literally just watching the same music videos over and over. About we that's what we would do before they I had. Know. Regular programming. Well, I listen. Am. When I was a kid, I used to watch SportsCenter twenty-seven times. Oh, and Co- oh I still do Kobe, that. Kobe, <laughs> right? Used to talk about that's how he he came across Stuart Scott. Like he would wake up in the morning, and they they would um, Kobe would uh, you know remember the late night SportsCenter would just run over and over and over again every yeah. morning, right? And Kobe, that's how he came across Stuart Scott. Um, yeah. Laura, what were you saying about BET's 106 and Park? Yeah, I was. I, I love TRL, Carson Daly. I was a pop person too, but 106 and Park was free. That was my thing. Or like yeah. Rhapsody, The Basement. But that, that was, was after TRL. Like I was, or I feel like I would, I, I would occasionally watch that, but that was after the fact, I felt like. Um, I grew up on that. That was, yeah. Well, you're, you're like a generation <laughs> removed from us. So there's that. That makes sense. Yeah, she's like in the mid 90s. And it was Matt yeah. Pinfield, by the way, that I was thinking. Oh, okay. Um, Momo. Yeah. So our pal Ryan Rosillo said on his podcast uh, that 
Kawhi may have reached out to Chris Paul. Um, first of all, let's start with like a fit. That makes sense from a fit perspective, right? Chris Paul with those guys. That's exactly what they would need. That's like exactly what the Clippers need. They need a real point guard. They need a point guard. They need a leader. I can think of nobody better <laughs> that would be available. And mm. he, you know, obviously left the Clippers on, how would we call these terms? Uh, not so great. Not so great terms. <laughs> like, you know, wasn't exactly uh, parting gifts. But, you know, Doc Rivers is not there anymore. So that's right. that's one guy that I think. Now, is that Doc the big hurdle? Do you think that was the biggest no, hurdle? No. No? Well, I mean, if you're Steve Ballmer, you're not, you weren't really pleased about how that all ended. Yeah, you're not Scott. Fr- you didn't go scott free there for sure. Yeah, and Lauren, so you think you know, Chris harbors there. harbors some maybe even if it's the smallest bit of animosity towards Balmer as well because he's got to okay it right. Yeah, so like I think Chris would get over all of that though because like if I'm Chris Paul and I'm at this stage of my career, I just want to play for a championship and I want to be as close to home as possible. Right. So I, if I'm Chris, I want to play in Phoenix or LA. Those. Yeah. I, you know, and I think the I think the Clippers are closer to winning a championship than Phoenix. Sure. So to me, that makes a ton of sense. Um, the Clippers have to do something. I, but the the biggest issue with that is Sam Presti. Um, yeah, I mean, didn't they <laughs> so, already? Can can they say like, hey, remember how we gave you like all of our draft picks? Can you just like retroactively count some of those? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 I mean, like, what would the trade be? Like. That's you the know, thing. I don't know how you get there uh, without yeah. a third or even a fourth team potentially. Yeah, and and there are there are some very creative ways to get there, right? There are, um, you know, don't forget about teams like the Hawks, uh, who have the most cap space available yeah. of anybody. Yeah. Right. Um, they can absorb stuff. They sure. can absorb other contracts. They can like like let's say the Hawks really wanted Montrez Harrell. Okay. Right. So the Hawks could then, you know, they, I think he can do a sign and trade and he can go to there, he can go there. And then some of the, you know, there's, there's always ways to be creative in this um, with, you know, two or three or four teams. Uh, I think Sam Presti is one of the most creative GMs there, but yes. Oh man. I just, if I'm Lawrence Frank, do I really want to be trading with, with Sam Presti again? Again. Right. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it has to feel like a third team. I do think that if Kawhi, you know, Kawhi reached out to him, it makes sense. And Kawhi, you know, everyone thinks of Kawhi, you know, as this, like, maybe it was kind of the way we thought about him in Toronto, like this mm-hmm. kind of, you know, like he was quiet and, you know, somewhat charming whenever he did decide to speak to the media, the I'm a fun guy, ha, 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 yeah. whatever, right? But then we saw he's kind of an assassin, right? <laughs> like last offseason. Yeah. And, you know, the way things went down between him and the Lakers and the Clippers and Paul George and all that stuff. So it, it doesn't surprise me at all that he would reach out to Chris. No. I mean, uh, that makes a ton of sense for him. And, I, you know, I think if you're Kawhi, you have this year, basically, to decide yeah. if you're going to stay in L.A. Now, I think Kawhi wants to stay in L.A. Mm-hmm. This is his hometown. It's where his family is. Right. I mean, his mom actually, strangely, is in San Antonio still. But... Um, really? For the most part, his family's here, yeah. and and I think this is what he wanted. This is the big media market, you know. Just because last year didn't end the way they wanted it to. Now I remember, you know, I had this one little detail when I was doing some reporting on, you know, why the Clippers moved on from Doc Rivers. What happened to them? Why did they never really come together? Why did they choke in the bubble? And 
you know, Ohm Young Music told me about this, and, and it was some. I, I think I put some of this in my story, but I don't know if I put all of it in. Um, Ohm said, you know, there would there had been a time in like January of last year when the Clippers got worked by a couple of teams. Montrez Harrell said um, a few things, you know, in the media, and it was kind of kind of a little tense. Um, and while they were out on a road trip, Kawhi sort of organized a few film sessions for everyone in his hotel room. And it was, a, it was like, oh, I didn't know Kawhi did things like that, right? right. And it, it was like, it wasn't just like once, it was a couple of times. And then if you listen to what Kawhi says, you know, we, we need people with basketball IQ, we need to we need leadership. I mean, I, I think there's more to Kawhi um, than we give him credit for than just being like that assassin on the court. Like he, he really does have that in him. It just doesn't come naturally to him or it's maybe not his most comfortable place. But when he needs to make that kind of move, he's going to do it. Let's explore more of that uh, on the other side. We got a quick break here. Plus, uh, the hated Celtics could be making a move on someone the Lakers could be targeting. So we'll get into that as well. All coming up in three and a half minutes. Momo's in the house. Sedano and LZ, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Ooh, oh, salt, salt and pepper. pepper. Yeah. Hey, don't forget our buddy Edgar Fernandez from Costa Mesa won and got his virtual key on Friday here on uh, the 710 ESPN Month of Giving from our friend Sal Gonzalez at Culver City Mazda. Do you want your key? I'm sure you heard Mason in Ireland give out the destination of the day during the 3 o'clock hour. Hopefully you wrote it down. Coming up here in this 5 o'clock hour is only 30 minutes left. There's only two breaks left. Here's a hint. It's going to happen in one of those breaks. So in this hour, we are going to give you the chance to win. You'll hear the cue to call from our buddy Sal Gonzalez. If you're caller 7 with the correct destination of the day, you win a virtual key that could start the brand-new 2021 Mazda CX-5 Sport with $1,000 in the glove box. You can take a road trip on us. It's the 710 ESPN Month of Giving. And by the way, if you are the seventh caller and get one of those virtual keys, uh, we've got a uh, gift card for you. What is today's gift card, Greg? Today's gift card is from I forget. But it'll be good. It'll be really good. It's I mean, be a for the love one. of God. I, I mean, only yes, from it's from Islands right? today. It's from Islands. Islands. Oh, Thank Islands. Islands. Yeah. 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 That's all, you know what? That's always where we used to like go on dates in high school. Like we would like go out to Islands. Islands so, is good. Those burgers yeah. are good. The thing about it, though, if you go on a date and you're at Islands, you can't order one of those burgers because they're so, it's so. They're too like, big. Yeah. yeah, and then yeah. you're trying to eat it. You got like pineapple juice all over <laughs> you, you know. And, uh, yeah, so sexy. Too much. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, yeah. You well, right. If if listen, if they go on date number two, that you know that they true. love. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. Some that could be actually that, a bigger maybe. test. Yeah. 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 What no, is the best? Like... What is the best date spot? Like, if you had to pick a date spot in L.A., like that that you're like this. Well, how old am I though? Okay. okay. Am I a high school kid? No, 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 no. no. You're so you're an adult. Something? You're an adult. I'm an adult. Twenty. You're an adult. Okay, so if I'm like a twenty-something, 
I and by the way, we do have to... we do have some stuff to unpack on Kawhi and the yeah. Celtics trying to steal somebody uh, who the Lakers are targeting in free agency or via trade. Uh, but go ahead, uh, yeah, uh, Roberta, go something ahead. I think I just want to go out to like kind of a hip restaurant, like something kind of cool, and right. then maybe like. Like you a know, swanky restaurant with yeah, like a bar. Like a West Hollywood, yeah. Melrose area. With some EDM music in the background or some yeah. house music. Yeah. Some kind of some yeah. kind of chic or cool or yeah. something, right? Like something yeah. in Hollywood. Um, the thing is, a so, lot of people I feel like have outdoor dates in LA. Like, like we're going to a we're gonna go hiking. Hey, let's let's uh let's go let's go hike. Ooh, and the thing is, hiking. like that's a good date for somebody you know and like. But right. I don't think that's a first date. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Ooh. You gotta know Yeah, because you're gonna be sweaty and gross, probably. Yeah. You know what I mean? You could yeah, be falling, yeah. you could fall. You could fall, you could get tired, you yeah. could like you know, or or like what if what if one of you is like like super billy goat up the mountainside and the other is like, Whoa, hold on, you know, and it doesn't mean that you're not in shape, but like uh, you know, that's that if you're two different fitness levels, that's not great. Right, Plus, right. Right. Hiking doesn't necessarily lend itself to conversation because it's like one person is usually in front and it's not like side to side. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Laura, so what about you, know, you Laura? So I used to want to be wine and dine on the first date, but now I'm older. I don't got like I got to go on a coffee date or something that's oh. super chill to see if I even like you. For right. That's day. a good that's a good way. And to then do they that. don't yeah. spend that much money on you either. You know what I mean? So it's, it's I feel I like it. a coffee date, something super relaxed is better Then the second day would be something more like a hike or like a nice dinner, because then it, imagine you don't like the person and now you're like, yeah. oh, man, like they spend money and I got. Ugh. So I think a coffee date is better. For the first one. Yeah, that's true. Right, so, like when I was in high school, we used to go into like chain restaurants. We were always going yeah, to of Island, course. Chili's or whatever. whatever. Yeah. And yeah, it was yeah. always kinda like, you know, it's there's no that's that's not like a huge commitment. Like if it's not going well, it's not going well. Yeah. But like I just think you wanna like be careful about anything that's a long time commitment on a first date. Sure. No question. You can't get out of. No no question. Right? When I was single, I used to have a three date rule. Yeah. Um so to Laura's uh point. I would do the first day would be super casual, like yeah. coffee shop, something like that. Nothing too fancy, right? Just like super casual. Hey, let's 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 just chat. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then the next day would be like um, something a little better, right? Like like a dinner date or something. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And then like the th- if they got to the third date, then it would be something more extravagant, right? Like yeah, there that's would right. be like some cool like beach. Thing or like some kind of adventure, right? Like that would be the the third date. Like that. That's how I used to do it back in the day. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but very. You know, listen. That way, you know, there are tears, right? Like you, you're like, mm, she's a first date. No, she didn't get to second date. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You, you kind of yeah. you figure that out. It's kind. It was kind of like my own version of like somebody should do that as a reality show because I feel like, and maybe they do. I don't know. I don't watch reality TV, but I feel like that was an easy way to weed people out. Right. And, and I think that, like, the worst is, like, when you – to me, the worst date you can go on is to go to a movie. Like, that's yeah. – Oh, yeah. You never talk. Yeah. I mean, most of that you, like, chat a little bit in line when you're right. ordering some popcorn or something. Yeah. And then you go sit in a dark movie. And then yeah. afterwards, if you like the movie or didn't like – I mean, I guess if you went to dinner afterwards, you could, like, talk about if you like the movie. But, like, I don't know. You're just sitting there with somebody you don't really know watching a movie. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Happy that's Hour fun. is a good one. Beto Duran just yeah. texts me. Happy Hour is a good – is is a good one. Happy hour is a good like first date because it's because you know what you could probably run into other people so they can save you if they have to. Right. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
And then yeah. also when you say like, hey, do you want to get a drink sometime? That to me is like bordering on like booty call area. Like like a nightcap, a drink after dinner. Right. Like that to me is like it's the end of the night. We may not even know each other, but something. Yeah. Happens, no, but if it's right? happy hour, that's yeah. Different. Happy hour is early. Yeah. So right. That's like five, six, seven o'clock. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if it's going well, then maybe we stay and actually order a meal. Right. Right. You go out to eat afterwards. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right, Momo. Um, we'll get. Let's go back to Kawhi later. Um, okay. Let's talk about the hated Celtics looking to make uh-huh. a move on a, a potential Lakers target. Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday. Like, Drew Holiday would be nice on the Lakers. Now, I don't know if the Lakers, you know, much like what we were joking about, the Clippers trying to get Chris Paul and dealing with Sam Presti. Like, I don't know if the Lakers have the ammunition to get Drew Holiday after David Griffin basically took almost everything the Lakers had to get Anthony Davis. Um, But, like, I, I, I think from a fit perspective, he's actually a lot of what the Lakers would want. And he is someone that's clearly very familiar mm-hmm. with Anthony Davis. Um, he defends his his butt off, his booty off. Um, he hits shots. He's a good shot maker. Um, and and he does, you know, he can he can run secondary offense. Like I don't think he's a tremendous point guard, but I think that he's good. Like he's solid in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's actually perfect with someone like LeBron. You know what I mean? Like he would fit well. But the how are the Celtics getting in on that? Um, the Celtics have a lot of good players. And right. if you trade for Drew Holiday, I, you either don't need, that means you're probably parting ways with either Kemba or Marcus Smart. Right. Now, Marcus Smart fits way better to me in terms of what the Pelicans would be looking to do, right? Yeah. He's younger, would fit in with that young core. I mean, he's a little redundant with Josh Hart, I guess. Um, but, like, the Pelicans to me, like, you know, they're, they're going to want, you know, for Drew Holiday, I think you want, like, a good young player who's established. Right. And you want some draft picks or some future. Maybe you want a young player with some promise, like a rookie who played a little bit but yeah. could have some promise. Yeah. Um, I don't think he gets you, like, you know, may, maybe maybe some, a team like Milwaukee, you can get something like a future first or right. something. Right, Because he would, I think he would really help the Bucks Ooh, as well. And Milwaukee makes sense because he's got an opt-out. He's probably going to opt-out after next year. Right. So if Giannis if, leaves you high and dry, then you don't have to stick with him if you don't want to. Yeah, and I, I, think, I think that's what, like, Drew Holiday to me is not, um, is not the Anthony Davis level, like, trade. Yeah. One, he, um, I mean, he's not that, that cowboy, but he, he really could help a good team, like a, sure. a championship contender. I think he could really help. Like if I'm the Raptors, I look at that too. Yeah, okay? that, that that's a good team for sure. You know, that's a, if they if, let's see if the market for Fred Van Vliet gets really um, too really, crazy, too right? Crazy. Yeah, yeah you look you at Drew. another guard yeah. there. Maybe look yeah. at Drew and yeah. like yeah. one year left, and then you're still it doesn't take you out in, of the race. In the to hunt be for other stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so. Real quick, because we got a break, and we have a two-minute break here. But Ben Lyons has just uh, texted me. He said his first date with his wife was the red carpet at the Cannes Film Festival. And I literally was like, come on, dude. Like, you took her to France? The south of France? What the hell? 
Did he run into her there? Did they meet there, know. or did he just? He said like, Foxcatcher was the movie. Bergman, can you top con? <laughs> I mean, not about that. That's su that's such a Ben Lyons thing to do. He's like, oh, I took you to con. Of course he did. All right, but Greg, you know what? We'll save yours for the other side because you feel like we're being disrespectful. But disrespectful. now I'm going to be extra disrespectful uh, and wait till the other side of the break. You actually tease your your thing. Um, so, but coming up next. What is the latest with Coos and the Lakers? And don't forget, you can win that virtual key. It could happen. It could happen. We got two more breaks. This one and one more. Stick around. It could be this one. 710 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Woo! Oh, yeah. Hey, hey. Oh, this is my song. Bitty, bitty, bop, bop. <laughs> Go ahead, Momo. Oh, this is Selena. Bitty, bitty. Well, if you just saw me, I'd be like, if you saw what I was doing right now, I'm like salsing in my room. So it's funny. I like just watching. I find myself <laughs> at night watching a lot of, uh, I like watching documentaries. Okay? Yeah. So there on DirecTV, there is a channel called The Reels Channel. Ah, and it's okay. basically just entertainment documentaries, right? Cool. Well, not always. Most is of it like VH1 behind the music? Sort of. Okay. And they uh, they've got a J Lo. They got an uh, a two hour block. I think I don't know if it's today or tomorrow. It's sometime this week. Uh, could be on the weekend of J Lo and Selena back to back. Oh, wow. Yeah. I I think those are really good. Like like J I I'd see a J Lo documentary. Yeah. Because like that was her her like career making role she did so yeah. good in that as in an that, actress for sure as an no actress question. yeah and then that's what got me into selena's music like i didn't know um i didn't know about her because i was just you know from la and i'm a i was younger i didn't know right like yeah and like now that's like on a permanent rotation in my playlist that's awesome yeah it's a great Home song on the floor right yeah. like that one bitty bitty bop bop like that that that's you know yeah. I, I mean that I don't I, I have heard there was talk of doing a remake of the Selena movie. Yeah. But I don't think they should touch it. It's still No, it's no. Good. It's still yeah. it still stands up. Plus it's Edward James almost was good in it too. Are they really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh they're, by the way, real doing quick, a Netflix series on it. Oh, oh, oh Netflix series. That okay, that's different. That's fine. Oh, I'll watch. Yeah. I'll still watch, but I like the original. So Momo with coos. And I want to get we'll get to mm -hmm. Kawhi again next hour, just because I know. And and I'll get to you, Greg, in a second. Uh, mm -hmm. Clint Yates going to join us at six. And by the way, the virtual key, I'm going to be honest. There's only one more break left. So you kind of know it's going to be coming here soon. So keep it locked. Don't go anywhere. If you want to win the virtual key to try to potentially win or be registered to win the 2021 Mazda CX-5 Sport. Uh, it does rotate. We've done it at different times, different um, blocks and different uh, spot blocks. And this one today was the, is going to be the last one. So... Keep it locked. But either way, Momo, with Kuz, how would like this is the way, let me describe the way I would um, how I viewed him. And LZ and I okay. talked about this the other day. When he came out of college and came to the Lakers, 
Forget about his play because we, you and I have, we've discussed his play just yesterday. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. um, I feel like he's regressed a little from a maturity perspective, and it, it was like he came in very serious, right? Like want to work on his game, and, and and he says those things, but it, it it feels like it's just words, right? Like it, he he got better. I thought working around LeBron and AD, and, and look, the the net rating showed that they were better with him on the floor. But I feel like he still does it reluctantly. You know, I've always joked historically that LeBron can be a little passive aggressive, and it feels like Kuz does some of that, right? Like when you've heard him yeah, in the oh, media, yeah. where he's like, you know, I'm playing my role. I got to do what I got to do for this team. But you know, I, I'll start if I have to. You know what I mean? Like you know, right, he always right, throws right. that stuff in, and and, and it feels like. Just that stuff, just knowing the veteran guys in that locker room that I'm not saying it drives them nuts. I'm not saying that they dislike him. I'm just saying that that kind of stuff makes those guys kind of roll their eyes. Is that fair to describe it that way? Yeah, I mean, I think the the issue with Kuz is like on this team, he has no stature, right? Like you're not LeBron. Right. You're not AD. Right. And and you're not even like Danny Green, who's Who has, won a champ- championships, right? Like yeah, multiple championships, right? right? Yeah. You're not Rondo, right? So you're you're like the last kid standing. And on the previous Laker teams, he was the guy with all the state. He was the oldest kid. He was right. the one yes. who was looked at as kind of the leader and the older guy. And he, you know, he he had worked himself into a position that nobody really forecast for him because he was the late round pick, not the lottery pick, not the I'm sorry, late first round pick not the lottery pick and you know he had kind of earned what he had he had gotten and, and and wanted to take on that responsibility. So I have a lot of sympathy for him in that his role within the franchise really changed. <laughs> like he was the guy that all of us when they when the question would come, "Hey, do you see any of these kids who have, you know, the mamba mentality?" I mean, it, the answer was always Kuz. It was right. Kuzma has that. He's the guy who's yeah. like exhausted on the floor after, you know, at the end of a game, still trying to will them to victory, right? Like that was, that was him. And all of a sudden you're like the low man on the totem pole. You're like you and Alex Caruso should go hang out, you know? Right. I mean, and no offense to Caruso. Okay. But just, it's just the way things change. But I also think, you know, this is life. Like this happens to all of us, George. Correct. Like I, you know, no matter what position you're in right now in your current job, I guarantee you it will change yes. over time. Yes. Like you will be the leader in the clubhouse. I mean, the only thing that doesn't change is Mason and Ireland. They change time <laughs> slots. Okay. They, they're, you know, sometimes they're in the middle of the day. Sometimes they're evenings. Yeah. But but like for the most part, they've had like a monopoly on the LA radio market for the past 25 years. Right. I don't know how they've managed to do that. Seriously, that's that's amazing. Yeah. Okay. But you know, one day it will change. Yeah, it will. For you and, and, and I, look, I, yes. Sometimes yeah. you are the golden boy. Sometimes I'm the golden girl. Other times it's kind of like I'm the third or fourth choice. Like, oh wait, Woj said no. Zach Lowe didn't answer me. Windhorse said no. Oh, Momo's available, right? Like sometimes you're like that. That the is first how life choice. works. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's how life works. And you got to roll with that. With yeah, he's yeah. Had, he has to deal with it. <laughs> and, and, you know, professional athletes sometimes can struggle with some of that because they're used to being the guy, right. you know, where they've been. So, for sure. All right, Momo, you know what's happening what? in, a, in a couple of minutes? I'm excited. The I chance to, play to, to give away a car. You got, But you can't call in until you hear Sal, but it's going to happen in the next couple of minutes. Stay tuned to listen 
for your chance to win the 2021 Mazda, well, to get a virtual key to be qualified to win the 2021 Mazda CX-5 Sport. Either way, you're getting a $100 gift card if you're caller 7 to Islands, but you will get one of those virtual keys that could start that car. We will be back in two minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks, Chris. We do have caller number seven, Michael Garcia from Orange. Do you have today's destination of the day? Woohoo! I sure do. Zuma Beach. It is Zuma Beach. Woo! Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. Now let's see which virtual key you get. Yave numero tres. Key number three. There it is. Yave numero tres. Key number three. So congratulations. That's a lucky key right there. They, okay, there you, that's right. That was Key's college number, by the way. Keyshawn Johnson's Ooh, as well. I like that. Uh, congrats, Michael. Michael Garcia, of course, from Orange. That virtual key could be the one to start the 2021 Mazda CX-5 Sport from Culver City Mazda on Monday, November 30th, when we give it away. And, of course, for qualifying, you get a $100 gift card from Islands. So congratulations on that, too. All right. Thank you very much. Hey, all right. Hold the line. Hold the line. Laura's going to get all your information, all right? Cool. Thank you, buddy. Yep. And thank you to Islands Restaurants. Islands features specialty burgers, fresh cut fries, tropical drinks, great happy hour deals, and the coldest beer in town. That is always where we go after we play softball. Back when we used to go play softball at the park. Back before COVID. <laughs> Back yes. before COVID. Yes. <laughs> before COVID, we used to do all sorts of stuff, including hanging out at Islands, which is that awesome because the beer is really cold and awesome. Uh, listen tomorrow, by the way, in the 3 o'clock hour, of course, Mason and Ireland. Uh, we'll give you another destination of the day. And then listen for the cue to call in the 5 o'clock hour of this show each and every weekday for your chance to win that car, man. 2021 Mazda CX-5 Sport, courtesy of our friend Sal Gonzalez and Culver City Mazda and your friends here at 710 ESPN in the month of giving. So uh, that's it. Congratulations to Michael Garcia. We have another one, obviously, tomorrow. So listen in the 3 o'clock tomorrow, 3 o'clock hour tomorrow for Mason and Ireland's Destination of the Day. And then the 5 o'clock hour, LZ will be back, and he and I will give away one more virtual key. And we're going to keep doing it each and every weekday until Thanksgiving. And then the week after that, that Monday, November 30th, we are giving away that car. That's how it's going to work. Uh, real quick, Laura, if you, are you there? Hit me up with what you need to know real quick so we can uh, do that. And uh, let's walk. Actually, while you're doing that, let's welcome in Clinton Yates. Hello, Clinton Yates. Hey, that's my music. Thank you. Ooh. I appreciate that. Yeah. No, but I'm doing good, man. So let me let me say something quickly. Momo was asking a question during the break like about the Masters. And I'll tell you yeah. this. The Masters is the one like sporting event or one golf event, rather, that gets me and all my boys from college like on the all-day chatter throughout the tournament, no matter what. And I think the reason for that, as huh. much as anything, is because the Masters was the one tournament that was actually during the school year right? Um, from a major standpoint when you're in college. So, like, at the end of the year, you watch the Masters with your boys, and it becomes a thing. And the Masters is easily 
the most fun uh, golf tournament, I rather, you know, there is. I mean, it's all sorts of history with Augusta. We get all that. But, like, from a pageantry standpoint, it's hard to match Augusta. So I think a lot of people just like talking about yeah, it. Yeah, they, uh, they did um – they did. Uh, I think it was when Tiger was, you know, won last year. Obviously, so they did a, about 11 million uh, people watching the final round. And as it was all wrapping up, and Tiger won, it was 18 million viewers at the peak at the end. So yeah, I actually happened to be at my one of my boys' house during this from that thread, and we watched it together, just like all times. It was real fun. I, so I was on a result. flight back from Toronto. Um, doing a playoff game, Orlando had taken a one-game-to-none lead on Kawhi and the Raptors, <laughs> and I was flying back to L.A., and I watched the whole thing. I cried when Tiger hugged the kids. That's yep. what got me. It was it was great. It was great to watch. And Tiger's doing well. Speaking of which, Laura, hit what you need to know so we can tell people what's going on at the Masters. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. Uh, so... The leader is Paul Casey at six under, but everyone wants to know about Tiger, obviously, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Tiger is two off the pace, and he is, let me see, yeah, he is at four under, two off the pace at 68. That is the best first round Tiger has ever had. So it's really? pretty wild stuff right now when you look at it. Um, Mama, we'll start with you. Are you, we got, I think everybody's rooting for Tiger, right? Like at this point, you want to see him do it again. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he. what happened was Tiger had such a fall from grace and it was so embarrassing and then it just kept going for so long that we're just like open-throated rooting for him now. Like, we, like yeah. he has been humbled. He feels bad. Like, I mean, like whatever he did wrong earlier, it's like, you know, he served his time, right? Whether that was just, you know, self-inflicted or, or not. Like, he, he was down for so long. Now you just want him to succeed or you want to see the comeback story of the old guy. Yeah. Now, real quick, uh, I'm watching the Masters coverage now, and it's the re-air. So I was mm -hmm. literally, as I was reading that, it had Paul Casey at six under, and didn't ah. I didn't realize that he was still on the course in this re-air. So he actually finished at seven under, and Tiger's three off the pace. Nonetheless, Tiger had a great first round, um, and Paul Casey is still your leader. Uh, Clinton, I mean, are you in for Tiger Mania part two? Um, quite frankly, I got enough of that last year, and everybody knows I tune into sporting events about sports I don't exactly care about for one reason and one reason only, fashion updates. Didn't like Tiger's <laughs> look today. Too okay. many earth tones, the brown and the black combo with his kind of caramel skin. Not a good look. Need something to pop a little bit more. Casey's shirt also, by the way, was like from Sydney Dean era 1992. Like, what is that polo? Where did you get that design from? <laughs> so there's very couple of odd looks on the course today. That's what I tune in for personally. Yeah, and then Bryson DeChambeau is at two under, and he's jacked, and he's trying to hit it really far, um, <laughs> but his putting game is a weakness, and it's showing thus far today. So that's what's going on at the Masters. But actually, we have some news regarding the Masters that's Ooh. not about the players. So check this out. Um, obviously, because it's in November, uh, CBS has, has chosen. It, look, the first two days are on ESPN, and the second two days are on CBS. Uh, that has been the more recent tradition when ESPN got involved with the Masters. So CBS has blown off their 10 a.m. NFL games, obviously, to air the Masters. And they have said that the Masters should end at noon Pacific. However, ah. if it does go over and it goes over to past the 1 o'clock games here, Pacific time, the Masters would then shift over to the Disney ESPN family of networks and ABC. So uh, part of me is kind of rooting for the Masters to go wow. over so we can get a love on ABC. Yeah. That's a tough go. little deal. Yeah. 
Because the um, NFL, Roger Goodell said, you ain't, you can get out of those early games, you ain't getting out of those late games. I mean, that's interesting. I like that we might, we might like benefit from that. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know that you could just sort of transfer over like that. I imagine that's going to be actually a pretty well, you know, it's, it's affair when it comes down to it. Well, Jim Nance you know, will be doing uh, the call on ABC if that yeah. does happen. Oh, is that yeah. how that's going to work? Yeah. Do we have to pay him? No, it's, it's all. It, this is just the deal they worked out it, because wow. of the NFL. CBS worked out the deal with us because we already have t- Thursday, Friday rights, so it makes yeah. sense to do the deal with us. And right. uh, and it, obviously, you have to put that on ABC uh, because of the wide range. And everybody, you know, everybody has ABC. Not everybody has cable anymore. You know. So, yeah. yeah. It's weird. There you go. Uh, last thing for you: what you need to know. Tesla. Do you want to know what? Do you want to take a guess what Tesla's into next? That's not cars. Momo, take a quick guess. It's not um, cars, but it's something that oh, I have we all idea. use. I have, to, I have a guess. Something we all use. Something well, I've been we, waiting on them to call me back about my power wall for six months. You know, they fired all their like their yeah. customer service well, people. This, so I'm on the waiting list. What, this, what next, they got? this next product could help you with your <laughs> waiting guess? time. Perhaps. Okay. Go ahead, Clint. Oh wait, no, never mind. My guess is changed. <laughs> I was gonna guess vacuum cleaner. No, no, the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> yeah, like a Roomba. You can move yeah, it around. Yeah, you can play yeah, video yeah, games with yeah. it. No, you're you're way off. Tequila. Tesla tequila what? is now a thing. It is the shape of a lightning bolt, and it is sold out already. You cannot get yourself some Tesla tequila. That's a bad message what? to send. A self-driving car selling booze, implying that maybe yeah. on some level you can drink the booze and your car can drive for you. I don't like that. I mean, I like Teslas as a car, but that's that's actually very weird messaging to me. It, it is yeah. strange, but uh, nonetheless, the fact that it's sold out is kind of weird. Interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, here's here's the thing. They Tesla is like trying to do no people working for them. It's like everything's self-driving, and you know the the, the customers like you, there's no one you can call. Like this summer when it was really hot, and I live in the valley, I'm like Nevin. We got to get one of those power walls just in case. You know, the power goes right. out. We're gonna, it's right. going to be 120, and there's nobody build. We have a baby now. We can't be like three days without power. And yeah. he calls, and there's like you just like leave a message, and you're just endlessly waiting for a callback. You're and in the queue. Yeah. yeah, you're in the queue. And like it literally could be six months because apparently when the pandemic hit, they were just like, you know, we don't actually need customer service. People will just wait for us. <laughs> so, you know, it's a big oh. Tesla town. Speaking of yeah. that, which that would never happen is Nashville, like new money. A lot of people have like the Tesla percentage yeah. is like my buddy used to work there. He's yeah. like whatever. And like the te- the percentage of Tesla's per capita in Nashville is like way higher than you would ever expect it to be. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. I, that is, it is. There is a lot of new money there. Uh, yeah. I feel like everybody in Southern California has a Prius or a Tesla or some <laughs> variation of an electric car. Yeah. Yeah. Get the power wall. Wanna, if you live somewhere hot, you better get that power wall. Like, we're going to have rolling blackouts in California for the next 10 years. <laughs> what exactly <laughs> is the power wall? I don't even know that I understand this concept. It's basically like you you get solar panels, and then it's it's like a battery that stores power that can, yeah. like, your whole house can uh, run on for three days if we have rolling blackouts. We have solar happen panels here all the time. At, at this house. Yeah. 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 But the solar panels, like, they don't necessarily store the power they they collect. Right. This is the battery cell. Like this, if you already have solar panels, you need the power wall right. to like powers, store it. Yeah. yeah, they dissipate the energy to everybody, and then you but buy the, back what you get. You know what? It's kind of like you know, it's like a mofi. Yeah, California. Yeah. It is like a mofi. That is a great way to describe it. Yes, California Edison. If you get solar panels, man, you're you, yeah. They there have been months they've bought the power from us. They give us a yeah. credit. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Do you know That's that they weird. can take over your nest? 
What? Do you oh. have a net system at your house? I do this have a This is like yeah. full oh, conspiracy radio you. now. No, this is for real, okay? Okay. Oh, this summer, when it would get to be really hot, yeah. Southern California DWP, like they have like some kind of deal with Nest. And if you have Nest power system, you will literally not be able to turn on your air conditioner below 80. Like I was like, man, what? it's really hot in here. And I was like, turn it down and it won't let you change your thermostat. They take control during peak hours. There's like these peak hour times between three and six. Wow. And they just take control of your system. And we, we, we like called the air conditioning guy. We were like, hey, man, we just paid you for this whole new system. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah. That never happened. Now, right. granted, I'm trying to listen to Sedano and LZ and I'm over here sweating my, my, my butt yeah. off. Yeah. Don't get Nest. Get the Honeywell or get some other brand. See, I have had a Nest and, and never. Now, granted, it, yeah. uh, you know, th that in the Valley, it gets hot. Like in the South yeah. Bay, we only had like one or, you know, that the last really bad heat wave. We got to like 100 degrees out here, too. Yeah. But but generally, you know, it's in like the, you know, even the hot days, like in yeah, the it's 80s. Doable. Yeah. 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 But yeah, the Valley. I mean, yo. oh. Yeah. Oh, I mean, do you remember like, that Entourage like episode when they were, you know, back in the day when <laughs> when they were like Vince was Aquaman was debuting and uh, yeah. and they were going to the different uh, theaters and they had to go to the Valley and, and drama was like, no, bro, I can't go to the Valley. I got to hydrate. I got to hydrate. Yeah, <laughs> that's a Listen, great poll, George. I'm, I'm, I'm from here. So I've lived all my life. So I think I'm like naturally acclimated. Yeah. Like I can deal with that hot weather. Yeah. You know, I, I've just like grown accustomed to it. But yeah. we also have survival mechanisms. It's like. We've we've never had this like instability of air conditioning issues like we have had the last few years. We need yeah, to refrigeration matters. Yeah. Yes, yeah. It does. I do I do have actually one more, one more for you. It's about the Rams. So okay. um Kevin Demoff, Greg, right? It was Kevin Demoff who said this about their uniforms? Yes. So Kevin Demoff, their president, says there is a possibility that they may change their uniforms every year. Now look. Ooh. This is crazy to me in this regard. I like the original ones, okay? No. Can we get those back? Like, I don't love these, and I get that you want to create more because it creates more revenue. I understand that. I ain't hating on you trying to make money. But it's like, man, like, it, I know the NBA does it with the city uniforms, but it's not – they don't wear those all the time. Um, I, I, how do you feel about that, Momo? What do you feel about the Rams being the first NFL team <sighs> to potentially change them year to year? You know what? I think I'm going to go the other way on this. I think they're if like they can't, they haven't got any of that right yet. Like, I mean, it's sitting right there for them. Just like go back to the keep going until you get it right. Right, keep going until <laughs> you get it right. Plus, it's kind of like Oregon football. Like they they have like a new uniform every week. Like that's kind of the yes. cool thing. And it becomes like, ooh, what's Oregon going to wear? Right, like ooh, which one are they going to? You know, and then that becomes a, a source of debate. And that was like kind of cool. They used it in recruiting for a minute. So, like, if they, you know, there's even if you have it, at least you're not stuck with it forever. Okay, here, this is directly in my wheelhouse on a lot yeah. of levels. And there's two things that are at play here. Number one, the Rams didn't exactly do well with their rollout. So they're sort of trying to chase that. But number two, the Chargers are the best looking team in the NFL. Like by miles. So yep. they're kind of dealing with like this head to head of like nobody's going to go and just buy a Rams jersey because it looks cooler. They're only going to buy it because they're a Rams fan. And even then, it's like, uh, you know what I'm saying? So like they're losing the psychological battle on top of the actual physical battle with the Chargers right now. So they got to do something. And I think there's a panic element to what's going on here. Yeah, I don't feel it. I wouldn't do it either. All right, that is uh, what you need to know. Extended version today. Yeah. Uh, presented by Morongo Play It Safe Good Times. Um, 
Clinton, we, we have a, a few minutes here, and then we yeah. can kind of dive into some other stuff, obviously, with you in the next segment. Momo and I have obviously talked a lot of basketball today because the basketball world has kind of exploded here uh, with rumors uh, about guys moving places. Uh, let's start with Westbrook because I do want to yeah. uh, get to Harden individually as well. Um, what do you make of just kind of where we are with Russell Westbrook, where, you know, Brian Winnerhorse is on SportsCenter saying that there's probably not a huge market for him, like – What's a good fit for him? How do you feel about where his game fits in today's NBA, et cetera? Uh, Westbrook, I think – see, here's the thing. I don't necessarily think that this guy really wants to go. I, I think there's a certain amount of – I think at this point of his career, let's just say spiciness that is kind of required in his game. You know, like, you know, it's his birthday – you know, I, I, there's a lot going on. It's been kind of a weird year, never mind a weird off season where, you know, we're going to have between the draft and opening that, what, five weeks or whatever. You know, I, I, I'm not going to say I take this with a grain of sand or a grain of salt, but, like, I, I don't have to kowtow to this. You know, I don't know that Russell Westbrook really walks on to any team in which there's anything already established that's any good. And it's going to get what he wants. You know, I, I just feel like maybe with the opportunity where you have a new coach coming in, it's a decent time to say something without completely blowing everything up. I, I'm i willing to take this as sort of a rough ride as opposed to like jackknifing on the side of the road. But, I, you know, where he goes, I think that's really hard to determine. It just depends on what he wants. Is he going to be the man or does he want to go to a good team? Because I think they're kind of mutually exclusive at this point, considering how much money he has on his deal. Momo, you seem to feel like he wants to potentially be the man again, or at least that's something that's crossing his mind. Yeah, you know, I mean, initially when we talked yesterday, um, I thought he was trying to get to some good teams. It seemed like that was that was the initial intel I had. And then I had a, a couple more conversations, and I went, I turned around on that completely. Like, just, it, it sounds like, he and James didn't get along. That whole partnership didn't work. And he wants to go and be the man again. Like, I mean, that's that's just the vibe that I get. Um, oh, the Knicks may... would love Russell Westbrook oh, then God. if that's the case. I told was going to be talking about that for months if so. Uh, I don't know. Look, if you're, the, if you're the Knicks, like, Leon Rose has been so disciplined. I mean – have you heard any embarrassing stories no. out of no, New York? No, not since the initial any... nonsense when the guy, yeah. the what was the guy, the brand guy that went on first take? Oh gosh, what was yeah, that guy's name? Steve Stout. Yeah, yeah. that was the yeah. that was yeah. you yeah. know I mean, there was evergreen Steve... evergreen tweet for the Knicks is you know considering the initial debacle you know but yeah. going forward. Yeah, I mean, look, Steve Stout kind of made some noise. Um, I you know the 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 worst story that's come about the Knicks has probably been James Dolan not sending any kind of response um, during the Black Lives Matter stuff. Remember, remember, remember right. when all the protests were happening and yep. everyone was like, hey, 29 other teams have put out uh, statements of Except support. the Knicks, right. Except yeah. the Knicks. And not only did they not put anything out, they sent something to their employees explaining why they aren't or shouldn't or whatever, and then they backtracked. Yeah, that was embarrassing. But that wasn't Leon Rose. That was Jim Dolan. Right. Since Leon Rose has taken over, um, I don't think he's done many interviews. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's done many he made it made much noise you haven't seen him do anything loudly nothing about what leon rose has done so far suggests to me that he's going to just like let's go get a star right right <laughs> like yeah. let's yeah. let's go get let's, let's go let's get a figure star, that right? part out yeah. yeah yeah no all right he, let, let, he let's like take a, a break let, let's take a break let's get into the hardened part of it um uh there's obviously Kawhi reaching out to another star 
um, who I'm sure the Lakers fans would love to have. We'll get into that as well. Clinton's hanging out for another segment. Momo's here. Sedano and LZ, 